Look, I'm sure you love to listen to the sound of my voice telling you all my thoughts on all things fitness, wellness and self-related. And I hope that within that, I've been able to give you some new and interesting perspectives which have maybe challenged your thinking about some of those things. My aim always is to provide you with a place where you can hang up some of those traditional notions that surround fitness and food and find a kinder way to incorporate those things into your life in a way that feels really good. But today, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to be talking with some of my clients in both this episode and in a future part two episode, which will come out in the autumn, to give some of their perspectives on health and wellness. These are all busy women who have found their own individual reasons to exercise and who have also found ways to include fitness and wellness into their lives in a way that works for them. Make no mistake, it hasn't always been easy and they've had hurdles to overcome along the way but I really hope that listening to their stories can help you to do exactly the same. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I've been so looking forward to this episode and speaking to some of my clients about their experiences around fitness and wellness. I think there is so, so much value to be had in hearing from those who are actually on the ground, as it were. And today, and in the part two episode coming in a few weeks, I'm going to be speaking to four of my current clients. I've known all of these girls for a while now, and I've loved watching their journeys. It hasn't always been plain sailing, but they've all found ways to create a brilliant fitness routine that fits in with their lives as they are right now and also gives them everything that they need. Let me introduce you to Hannah. I have lost count of how many years I've known Hannah, actually, but it's been quite a while. She started in some of my postnatal fitness classes and then went away, did her own thing for a while. But last year, she joined me at ChickFit Online. Hannah's been doing a lot of running over the last couple of years, and she wanted something that was going to complement that. And so since joining, she has been doing lots of strength workouts to help keep her strong for her running. So welcome, Hannah. So lovely to have you here. Thank you for having me, Alex. Right. So I've got a few little questions for you here, because I think that um, I want my listeners to get a sense of what real people are doing like it's it's great for me to sit here and kind of give my view on fitness and you know how to incorporate it into your life but I think it's so so helpful to have a point of view of somebody who has done it themselves and can kind of attest to what's worked for them what hasn't and what they've learned along the way so before we get started obviously we want to get to know you a little bit more so can you tell us a little bit about you your work your family yeah sure so yeah I'm Hannah I've just turned 40 um, I run my own interior design business, Design 25, and I have two children. Alex is now seven and Florence is five. Mm-hmm. And why do you think exercise has been an important part of your life? Like, what does it give you? How does it enhance your life? I think ultimately it offers stress relief, actually. Um, I think it gives me more energy. 
And I think it gives me a social element to it as well. Mm. Um, I think sometimes I've felt like I haven't wanted to do a workout. I'm tired or it's late or I don't feel I'm in the right headspace. And then I do a workout and I feel so much more energetic and my head is clear and then I can get back to what I wanted to do. Yeah, I think it's such a common experience, isn't it? And But would you say you've ever had any periods where you've maybe struggled to exercise regularly or anything like that? And how, and how, how do you think that's maybe affected you when that has happened? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose any time when work has got particularly busy or with two young children that's also been times where they might be ill or they might be um you know term time versus school holidays makes a big difference um, and when they were younger you know when you've got a, a newborn or you've got a toddler and a, and a little one mm. you're exhausted and the thought of trying to do anything else seems really really difficult yeah, yeah so work pressures around family continually have made periods harder yeah. and then it gets easier a bit and then it gets harder again and then it gets easier a bit and how do you how do you cope with that like how do you make sure that you you sort of get past that without it completely dampening your will to exercise so to speak I think routine where you can aim for a routine and knowing that if you can't quite do what you aim to that week mm. or, or month then it doesn't actually matter mm. you just to put it to one side get back into it again and it does work I think yeah routine for me um also knowing that now both children are at school you know I can organize my term time week fairly well um, and it really comes down to planning which Chick Fit Online has helped me an enormous amount with particularly the visual planners because to print out the timetable or the blank timetable that you've made I need to fill it in and then I can see what I need to do it helps me think about what I'm going to do that week it helps me remember it helps me when I write down and do a big tick next to my workout I suppose there's accountability there but also a sense of achievement at the end you know a nice red tick next to my workout always yeah and I think that's so key isn't it because I think you know one of the one of the things that I talk about a lot is the fact that what quite often happens is stuff pops up in life like you say a really busy period at work or one of the kids is off school sick or you know something like that happens and it throws a spanner in the works and so what we often do is we then go oh god well it's too hard to do any exercise at all so I won't bother and then you two months later you realize oh god I never picked it back up again but like you say it kind of it doesn't matter it's like it's knowing that periods like that are going to come in your life and they're going to happen and you might have to do a little bit less for a while but that's okay and then just carrying on as and when you're able to again because I think we're all kind of waiting for this mythical time where we all suddenly have all the time we need or stuff isn't going to get in the way but it doesn't really work like that does it so I think we have to just kind of go sometimes it's going to be up sometimes it's going to be down it's a really really great way to think about it and like you say a bit of planning goes a long 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 way mm-hmm. um, and I think just to finish off what would be your biggest piece of advice for somebody out there who either wants to get started but doesn't know where or somebody who maybe like I said a second ago kind of struggles to stay on the wagon with their fitness absolutely I think just go for it which is easier said than done I know but I think you have to decide if you want to do some sort of fitness and whatever you want to achieve with that. It might be stress relief. It might be to feel fitter. It might be because, you know, you want a particular outfit to fit in for an occasion, but make it a priority. So I've had times where I've thought, 
I've literally only got 15 minutes or 30 minutes before I need to go and pick up some children from school or, um, you know, I might um, in the evening think I've got that time before, um, I don't know, going to bed or supper or something. I think, oh, I could easily just sit down. I could scroll through Instagram. I could um, I could even do work emails, you know, that having your own business, you, you never finish your list of things to do, as you yeah. know. But actually, it's it's stopping and thinking, no, that is 15 minutes of exercising. Go and do um, a workout video. I think it's helped me massively joining ChickFit Online because I've had got a, a database of advice, videos, different times as well. So I might think, well, this week I was going to do my strength workout for half an hour and I've forgotten or I've lost track of time or something else has cropped up and I thought I could easily sack it off and think oh I can't be bothered now I've lost my momentum and then I thought no Alex has said go back in and do it so I go and do my 15 minutes instead of 30 and actually that has made such a difference just thinking get on and do it and I think when you've got very young children it is hard and you know with babies for example you know even 15 minutes seems like hard work to try and find that in a day sometimes so I think it's then it's asking for help it's roping yeah. people to help you I think whether that's a personal trainer whether it's an exercise online course whether it's just saying to your other half I, I need to try and fit in 15 minutes can you just help me for these 15 minutes a day or even friends you know my mum was telling me about how she used to look after um, her friend's baby her friend would go off for a run and then they'd flip and she'd go yeah. off for a run and I thought that was a really nice way of doing it it doesn't cost a lot of money you're helping each other out yeah. and I suppose it's that's where the planning comes into it as well you need to think ahead of it how you want to exercise and what's realistic but I really think breaking it down into small chunks is one way of doing that it doesn't have to be a long workout what I've learned from you really (laughs) (laughs) thank you um and I have to say you know what what you said at the very start of that was like just do it and that sounds like really simple advice but actually don't overlook it because I think so many of us like I say we're waiting for the right time we're like waiting for the conditions to be correct. We're saying to ourselves, well, I will start it when X happens, or I will start it when I have less time. And what it means is that we're always delaying. We're never actually just getting started um, because we think that getting started means we have to do all of the things. But like you say, if you can just think of it as, look, I'll just do 15 minutes. I'll just do 15 minutes a couple of times a week. And that's where I start. That can make such a big difference. But you know, we can spend our lives delaying stuff and saying, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if it's important to you and you want to prioritise it, then you need to just stop overthinking it and just get on and do it, I think. I think that's exactly it. And I was also thinking, once you've got going, you know, it's quite nice to sort of reward yourself along the way a bit as well. So I found one of the reasons I wouldn't exercise is because I go, right, I've got 20 minutes. It's going to take me, I don't know, three minutes to get changed. And then I can't find my kit. And it's nicer to wear, you know, exercise kit to exercise in. Um, and I, oh, goodness, it's in the wash. Or, you know, if I'm out for a run, where's that pair of socks gone? Or, 
And then I thought, well, actually, I can ask for vouchers for Christmas for me to go out and buy a new sports kit. And now I've got a nice set that I know if I'm exercising three times a week, I don't have to go scrambling through the laundry basket. Yeah. And that's been my my reward to myself as well. It's the little things sometimes, hey? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Hannah, and sharing your uh, your tips, your story. Um, can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here with me. And I know that you're definitely going to be inspiring some people out there right now too. Thank you so much. Next up today, I am joined by Emily. Like Hannah and like so many of my other clients, Emily originally joined me for postnatal classes several years ago, and she's been taking part in challenges over the years and is now a member of Chick Fit Online. And Emily's journey is one I think a lot of you are going to relate to. I've loved watching how she's got fitter, stronger, and so much more confident over the years. Um, but I No, she won't mind me saying that she's had the odd few ups and downs along the way to get her to the place she is right now. And I'm so, so proud of what she has achieved. So welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. To start off with, can you just tell us a little bit about you, your work, your family? Mm -hmm. So I'm Emily Linneman. Um, I'm 37. I have two children. Marcus, who's three, and Teddy, who's six. And I am the executive director of a small charity, a very small charity. There's only three of us, but we're based up in central London. So for quite a long time, I have uh, been doing a lot of commuting up to London. Um, and obviously, the last year has been a bit of a difference, um, a difference in pace for me. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you used to spend a lot of time commuting, didn't you? Yes. It was kind of a yes. <laughs> I would say probably because it was Euston, so it's more like coming up to four hours a day, I would say. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 And why would you say that exercise is, so, is such an important part of your life? What does it give you? Hmm. Several things. It really helps me with my mental health, which wasn't super strong when I was in my early 20s um I had a sort of bout of anxiety and um depression so I find exercise like really really helps me with that I also just like feeling physically able to do things physically strong so my parents can help me ask me to help them um lift things or do stuff you know I'm one of four girls uh, but my I think my dad still thinks of me as like someone that can help out around the house yeah. and do you know the heavy lifting um the, the same at home obviously also just running around after two children I like to feel like I'm able to do that um but I also I think it's like time for time for me as well and it takes my mind off other stressful things that I'm doing when I'm actually exercising I'm just concentrating on that yeah and it's I think it's always been a big driver for you hasn't it that that feeling of just feeling strong like you it's always come across that whenever you're doing these these challenges that it you know feeling strong feeling physically capable is a really really big driver for you yeah, yeah definitely I just I think it's probably a little bit of vanity in it like but not in a sort of aesthetic way I mean in a kind of like I quite like knowing that I'm a woman but I'm still strong I think it kind of fits in with my like feminist agenda as well you know Um, I think people I think people think oh women can't do xyz um and I really want like prefer to prove people wrong on that front so (laughs) totally totally Yeah, yeah and would you say you've ever had any periods where you've kind of you've struggled with the regular exercise and eating well and things like that Definitely with exercise. I think so from about my early 20s onwards until I 
had my first son, I was very regular with my exercise, um, mm-hmm. really particularly a keen runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember the year before I got married, I was running to the gym and then doing a whole full gym workout and then running home. And that was like a Friday night, you know, a fun Friday <laughs> night for me. Um, uh, so me and my husband were both, you know, super into like our fitness and everything. And I felt like it was really defined who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm someone who's really fit. And then um, I had my first son and I think it just knocked me for six, like having a child. Mm-hmm. I did not expect how much it was going to change my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. People tell you, but you don't realize till you have, have a child, I don't think. But it also, I just found it hard to find any sense of what could I do now. Mm-hmm. I, while I was pregnant with him, I used to try and do lots of walking and that kind of thing. But then... Um, I don't know. I think I just got into a bit of a rut where I just wasn't able to really do that much. And I know, I think I did used to come to your postnatal classes, but I'd just come to the class and then forget about exercise for the rest of the week. You know, I I thought, well, I can try and get back into running, but I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could get away from my son. I was breastfeeding. He wouldn't take a bottle. (laughs) So that first year where I was basically kind of had to be attached to him most of the time, Mm. hard I think and then by that once you've got to that a a year out from doing anything Mm. or two years really when you add in the pregnancy I kind of had got to the point where I thought oh well maybe that period of my life is done now I'm not going to be someone who exercises anymore right okay that's interesting isn't it I think probably a lot of people would relate to that as well oh and so what changed for you because obviously it has has changed hugely again you know you you are you know I can depend on you as as somebody who will do their exercises regularly you just you get your head down and you get on with it kind of thing so what has changed for you what are the things that have helped you to to sort of start creating that lasting habit well there's obviously been a big change over the last year which I feel in a way is almost an unfair thing to say because that's not something well I mean it is affecting everyone at the moment you know if if I was listening to this and thinking like what could I get from (laughs) from Emily's journey I'm not sure Oh, if you live in a massive pandemic and then you can't work anymore, therefore you'll suddenly find that you've got four hours of extra time every day. Yeah. It's really practical. But I think, but then, I, so I was thinking, reflecting on this before we spoke and thinking, well, you know, it had changed before that actually. Yeah, it had. And I think it was just, I had my second son in June, 2018. Mm-hmm. I had what's called a V-back. So that's a vaginal birth after cesarean. Mm-hmm. and I had like a second degree tear. Mm-hmm. I had, I felt that, you know, my pelvic floor was definitely nowhere near as strong. Mm-hmm. And I think you get to that sort of feeling of like, oh, well, that's just what, and I, you know, even a GP said this to me, oh, that's just what it's like after you've had a baby. Wow. But I knew that you offered classes that helped with that. And I thought, well, I don't, you know, at that point I was what, 35. And I thought, well, I don't want to be like this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. So I, um, I thought, right, I've got to do something about it. So obviously I went along to those classes. And I think the thing that really helped me with those classes, the holistic core restore, yeah. was the, I remember doing the first one and thinking, oh, that didn't feel that hard. Yeah. But within six weeks, I had felt so much difference and so much stronger. And I thought, wow, it shows you it doesn't have to be running six miles yeah. a day. And I think that's, you know, I had the image in my head of what exercise is when you're first of all really time free because you don't have like other responsibilities and also you know you're you know realistically when you're 28 what you can Mm -hmm. do is quite different from when you're 38 but that's okay (laughs) and I think it was realizing that partly it's just kind of it was that so so realizing you don't have to be like 
doing something for hours and hours to get really good results actually was one thing and I think there was another I remember you saying um a while back you know it's about what you're prioritizing yeah and it's okay if you're not prioritizing exercise but if you think that's what you want to prioritize then you have to have a think about yeah what else you're going to juggle around Mm. um and I think I decided I did want to prioritize it so I do make time for it Mm. and perhaps occasionally my house doesn't look as clean or you know maybe the the kids do watch like a bit Mm. of telly while I'm doing something but Mm. I think that's okay because I think it's important yeah and I I think that's so important isn't it I think that it's not me sitting here and saying right well you must prioritize fitness what it is is me saying you create priorities in your life. You make decisions about what you prioritise each day. If you're getting annoyed with yourself because you never do any exercise and you want to, then you have to examine those priorities. And it's it's that that is the thing. If, you know, there's absolutely no judgment. If actually right now exercise is not a priority for you, then leave it. Stop feeling guilty about it. Stop beating yourself up for not doing that thing. If realistically, it's not a priority. But if it if it is, and if feeling fitter and stronger is a priority, then you, you are going to have to reprioritize other stuff to make it fit in. And I, I'm, I think it's that knowing that we've got a choice, we get to choose which, you know, which way we go on that one, uh, which I think is, is really huge, really interesting. So just to round it all up, Emily, what is the biggest piece of advice you would give someone out there who either wants to get started, but isn't quite sure where, or somebody who maybe struggles to stay on the wagon is kind of, you know, does a bit of you know, on and off, on and off, on and off. I would say, oh, I feel like there's so many different things. <laughs> yeah. I do think that kind of fits in with that sort of start small. So don't don't say like, right, I'm going to go from not doing anything. I'm going to go straight out on a run or I'm going to go and do an hour long step aerobics class or something like that. Because it one, that's probably going to take a lot of your time. Two, um, it's probably going to be quite hard. Yes, it's going to hurt. And I think, you know, yes, accepting that you you might have to, for instance, when you, Alex, say this is a lower impact version of this exercise, don't think, oh, that means I'm not going to be working hard. So I won't do that. I'm going to do the jumping. Don't do that. There's it's there really is no point in like putting yourself in a more difficult position because you'll less end up disliking it. You might injure yourself, you know, and actually set everything back further. So just accepting where you are Hmm. and looking at it as a place to build from I think is yeah definitely definitely and I think you know what you said earlier as well about um you know you came to me to do the holistic course or everyone course and you know you knew that you had some foundational work to do at that point and you know whether whether you're postnatal or not if you've not done anything for a while it's you've got to put the foundational work in. Don't just steam straight in there because like you say, everything's going to hurt. You're going to hate it. It's going to turn you off exercise. Whereas if you start at a place that is, you know, is more suitable for you, feels better for you to do, you're more likely to carry on. Even if it's not exactly where you want to be, that's not the point. It's it's kind of getting started, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think the one other thing I would say is perhaps don't do it for aesthetic yes. reasons that might come as well. But um especially if you're being kind to yourself and doing it in the right way I wouldn't say the aesthetics necessarily change super super quickly but that's not that's not a reason to stop because I think in, internally you'll feel better and, and stronger yeah definitely definitely and I think you know there's nothing wrong with having a bit of aesthetics in there as I was doing a live in one of my groups earlier and sort of saying look you know 
I actually admit that 20% of the reason that I do what I do is for aesthetics. Because <laughs> I like to have a toned arm. Yeah. Um, but it is not everything. And I think that when you make aesthetics everything, it makes it double hard to do it. Yeah. You know, have have other reasons, have other um other goals in mind as well, I think. Yeah, Brilliant. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Emily. I know that so many people out there are going to be inspired what you've got to say. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.